Culture Girls, welcome to Her Culture Magazine's new podcast series, Power. My name is Kate, and I'm the founder and CEO of Her Culture. And my name's Cameron, and I'm the director of partnerships for Her Culture. Twice a month, we'll be talking to world-changing women in media who have made an impact in their industries. For our inaugural episode, we are super excited to welcome Carrie Flynn to our space to talk about her career in media. Carrie is currently a tech reporter for Mashable, but she also worked for the International Business Times and the Huffington Post. You can follow her on Twitter at Carrie M. Flynn, K-E-R-R-Y-M-F-L-Y-N-N. Hi, uh, I'm Carrie Flynn. I'm a tech reporter at Mashable. I cover the business side of the tech industry. Um, I've been in journalism for quite a while. but I guess like in terms of tech reporting, I've been doing it for about four years since I moved to New York. And I'm from Massachusetts. So oh, I'm a huge Red Sox fan, a huge Patriots fan. It's really difficult living in New York. Um, but I understood that New York is the capital of like media, like really the hub and the place. And it was my dream really young um, that I wanted to be a reporter in New York. Here's some more highlights from our conversation with Kerry. Mashable is an amazing brand because it connects with such a, an interesting audience. While I say I'm a business reporter, I understand that our audience is like super young and maybe doesn't understand the technicalities of like the stock market and stuff. And I, I think it's been really refreshing and, and always hopefully keeps me humble to be able to just explain to people simple things and, and talk through. A, a lot of my last week has been talking through the Facebook's latest scandal with Cambridge Analytica. And I can go on and on for years about what, like all the sides of the story. And I think Mashable's helped made me smart of like focusing on, on one story and then trying to tell to the reader what's, what's most important and how it affects them. I think that's a missing part of a lot of journalism. It's sure like, it's great what the, the Guardian for that example, what the Guardian did and, and the New York Times did is ex, you know expose something. Uh, but let's like narrow it down and actually talk about what it means for me, what it means for you, what it means for my mom. Um, my colleague Rachel Cross wrote a great story that was like essentially narrowing it down to we're not talking about how the, the scandal affects like moms, you know, but people who use Facebook the most. And, and I think so throughout my whole time at Nashville, it's been keeping me humble to understand when it comes to storytelling, you should think about the audience. To narrow in on, on Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, when he did a whole media tour on Wednesday and he spoke to particular outlets about the scandal, he chose to spoke to CNN, uh, Wired, Recode, and the New York Times. Great four very prestigious brands, and I, I commend him for speaking out in the first place, but it kind of disappointed me that he didn't reach a younger audience, whether that be Mashable, whether that be BuzzFeed, Refinery29, just like places that are, that are known for youth to like, go to. Um, I just think it, it interests me as Facebook struggles to attract the younger generation, how when you talk about the changing landscape of media, it seems like him like and his team also doesn't get that. Yeah, I mean, I think at least from the Zuckerberg perspective, it's a lot of like, oh, I'm just a Harvard dropout engineer. I like am the guy behind the scenes. I'm like not the face of this company at all. Like I just want to sit and play on my computer. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of journalists and just the regular community is kind of really held into. How do you feel like that culture and that background has helped you to either get through school or get to where you are now? Yeah. Well, I think it's an interesting thing in media because I come from a background of newspaper journalism where you don't really put your culture, I think, like into your storytelling. Um, obviously, now I work in digital media where that's kind of changed. And, and when I think about like, 
separate from my job too. It's like me as a person, like for instance, I, I joked on, on Twitter today um, where I get a pitch um, about a Yale alumni uh, organization and I went to Harvard, you know, and that's part of like it, it culture. It, it like where I went to school helped shape who I am and it helped yeah. shape my perspective and sure, you could call that bias. Like for me, I was just joking. Obviously, I will cover a Yale company if I see it as newsworthy. Um, at the same time, and so in terms of my background, like I'm very Irish. My name is Carrie Megan Flynn. Like I'm named after a county in Ireland. Um, and so, so yeah, I bring perspective. When I was at South by Southwest, the tech conference um, two weeks ago, like I like hosted a panel uh, in like that was hosted by the Irish like business organization. You know, wow. so it, it's interesting, and and you know, even being a woman, you know, like I feel like I get, I have TV appearances and get brought into conversations because I bring a female perspective. So that's where, like, when I think about culture, I think about all those elements of your personality and how you grew up, help inform what you do and help inform how other people think of you, for better or for worse. Because one reason why there's a reason that I cover the business side of technology mm-hmm. is I don't think enough women do. And when I think about my, my counterparts, I see a lot of men. And when I think about, I could cover something else, you know, like, and, and I'm like, no, I don't want to because I want to be the woman covering this, you know, like, and, and that's me having a, a bias to myself even to be like, okay, just be a person covering right. it. Um, but, but I think there's, there's power in, in, in just own empowerment to be like, this is my background and I'm going to do a good job at it. I think a, like a lot of women, myself included, like you think about, you s- kind of, you try to separate the, the person and the business, but at the same time, a, I think a good woman also sees that people shape companies. We just talked earlier about how Mark Zuckerberg has children and, and clearly that shapes how he runs his company. And I think a, a smart female reporter is able really to understand that and like separate the two when necessary, but also bring back it when necessary and not inappropriately. I, I think I see a lot of male journalists easy throw out the, the male card or the female card. And I would like say that a female journalist knows when to play that card, knows when it's an issue of sexism and knows better about the issue of like perspective in general. And so I try to, <laughs> try to bring that to the table and take things at face value. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I mean, I work in publishing and it's, mostly female and so to see writers that are writing about tech and business and trying to change that perception of what that tech industry is I think is really valuable and is really important for women to highlight. I think a lot of my my last year um, and at Mashable is writing a lot about Uber and the the crisis there Um, and I think the whole you know Susan Fowler that whole story of her speaking out I think I took that and I read that story and I was like, I believe her, you know, like, and that's, that's awesome. And, and I don't think enough people were covering it and, and covering each, believing her and then covering each side of like the whole, there was a, just an anecdote of like leather jackets that Uber gave and they only gave to male employees and like a male employee or, and a male journalist might be like, what, that's not a big deal. And a female employee would, and a female journalist would understand like, no, that's, that's so dumb. And it's so dumb that like, we should talk about it, you know, like. Um, and so that was an example where like think of female perspective was important for that um, because it was a lot of just sexism, misogyny. Um, I do not deny that Uber CEO, former Uber CEO Travis Kalanick is a, is a really smart guy, yeah. but obviously has blind sights. Um, at the same time, I think, I don't know if I want to name specific examples, but 
I guess as a woman, sometimes I, I trust women a lot and because I, I hope that they're honest and women aren't, not all women, you know, like not all women are honest. Um, and maybe there's some story that I'm working on right now that, that deals with that, about a woman who I, I think is lying, you know, and I, and I hate to see that, especially in this day and age where I'm like, oh, this is like this, I hate to say it, but like should be our year and like going forward, like we need yeah. to be better. But at the same time, it's like not all women, not all men, you know, like, and therefore, um, therefore maybe sometimes I have the problem of being blindsided by trusting women more and you can't trust everyone. Carrie shared the best piece of advice she's received with us, but it's not from who you'd expect. One thing I learned from an ex-boyfriend is he said I should not swear as much in arguments. And I will say that I swear, I'm very public, I swear on Twitter, I swear in conversation, and, and I think that's fine. But I respect this ex-boyfriend's argument of like, you sh if you're in an argument, try not to swear, mm. because it'll make your argument stronger. Mm. Like swearing is so easy to call someone, I won't say words, but to call someone certain words and to say like they're being whatever, yeah. it makes your argument weaker. Mm. Like just say what's wrong and just like, like it's just winning, you know. Like just you don't 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 muddle it with right. swear words. And I really respected that, and I thank him for for educating. I can be stronger in my arguments by not including any swear words, you know, and just use the power of other words and the power of my argument in general. So that's a really like you know controversial example, but like I think everyone should stick to that lesson. Yeah, my, favorite, my favorite journalism professor always would like look at me and be like, if your mother tells you she loves you, check it out. Yes. Oh, I usually just called my boyfriend on that today. It's oh. called the mom test. Because really? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. You remember, I was like, I want you to write this for me so I can oh, frame yeah. it on my wall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. The um, mom test is so, so important. You're in, and that's, get back to Your mother's always going to say you're great no matter what you do. Yeah. Your boyfriend's going to say you're great. Your best friend is going to say you're great. Hopefully your best friend doesn't. Hopefully your best friend is a great best friend. Yeah. But... You gotta find some other advocate. Um, I actually want to know: How do you know when you want to chase a story that's more gut-related or like head-related? Like, how do you know? Like, oh, maybe it's not gonna lead anywhere, but I know I have to write this. Like, what do you do in that situation? Uh, it's it's really hard. I always tell my bosses, and I try to remind myself that I have really good intuition. Should <laughs> just be not humble for a second. Yeah. Um, and and there have been many times where I don't chase things, I run, you run off dead ends, and, and everyone needs to be better at trusting their gut, but it's so hard because you're, and in journalism too, like everyone's chasing after the same thing usually, and, and you feel like, and sometimes I deal with the fact of like maybe a self-confidence issue, where like I'm chasing something, but I'm I know someone else is doing it. I know someone else is going to do it better. Yeah. I'm like, and you shouldn't have that struggle. Um, I mean, I'll go back to, like, I was tipped and knew that Vine was going to shut down, and I had a really good intuition that Vine was going to be shut down. And, and when I joined Mashable, I was like, I want to write that story. I want to write the deep dive. And I didn't, and it sucks. And it's just like that. But any journalist you'll talk to will talk about that. I have another embarrassing story of the last week. Um, I had told my bosses it was, February, late February, um, I got tipped from someone that just 
Cambridge Analytica was up to bad things like that. And they didn't, they didn't know what was exposed, but they were like, you should look into them. And so I did. And then when I went to South by, I was like, yeah, I'm going to look into that. And then it turns out one of the, the second whistleblower of this conference is, or this issue is someone I had met and was looking into. And I was like, it's like, you're right. You know, like, and it's like, and I'm like, I should have aggressively pursued that. But like, it's a, it's a thing of knowing your resources and at the same time, when I look back about everything that happened, Vine, I should have written that story. This Cambridge Analytica stuff, I'm really happy The Guardian did what they did. You know, like, and I'm happy that, that people continue to go to them because I know they're an organization really built with a team of staffers that will make sure, like we talked about, that everything is right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and they're going to have a great video and, and everything's going to be packaged perfect. But when it comes to, like, things that, like, I can tackle that's good, like, I still, I still try to follow like my gut of like, and, it, and try to at the same time, like I think one thing that's powerful in journalism is like, if someone's talking about something, follow the trend, but don't write what everyone else is writing. Find the angle that no one else is talking about. Yeah. Um, one of that is, one of my first stories I wrote when I left my last job, um, everyone was talking about new Facebook algorithm changes. And I wrote a story about that, no one's talking about how the Facebook algorithm changes were affecting dating apps. This was back in like 2016. And it was just like, and that story did super well and I was proud of it because it was just like dating apps, super like small industry, but like a specific industry, but not small, you know? And the ramifications of that was no one was talking about. And to go back to a similar example, not that I think about dating apps all the time, I have a boyfriend, but like (laughs) um, with uh, people deleting Facebook, you know, Mm -hmm. and thinking about disassociating apps, there was also the story that like, you need Facebook for Tinder, you know? And people aren't talking about like the value, like, and I think, there's people, there's guts of like, like we talked about, like being first to stories. There's also like follow your gut to be like, this is a topic no one's talking about X and I should write that yeah. and do it. I met this guy over two years ago, almost three years ago, and I thought it was like love at first sight. Mm-hmm. And, and we obviously didn't date then and now we're dating now. And my gut was right. I should have followed it three years ago. Yeah. You know? Like, it happened for a reason. It happened for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked out and it's been great. Um, yeah, so I think I would I'd totally agree to follow your gut, but also be smart about it, right? My dream school was NYU, uh, which I didn't go to. And in that application, they asked where you would get or who you would have dinner with. You know, it was like, like yeah. live or dead, you know, that <laughs> stereotypical question. Right. And I said Ann Curry. Okay. I've never met Ann Curry in my life, despite I could probably meet Ann Curry if I wanted to. It was a weird thing of like, I just felt like I had a, like I idolized her from afar. And it, it has been interesting to see, obviously in the last year with Matt Lauer and the fallout there, I loved her for so long, like for, and, and could see that, you know, like, and, and I'm so happy for her that she's doing so well. And so she's someone I've, I've idolized a lot. And, and that's not because of the Matt Lauer stuff. It's just because she's a great journalist and super smart. And I don't think, to go back to the woman card, I don't think ever plays that. She's great. Um, other than that, one of my mentors who I'm super close with is Karen Novak. She's someone who's been in like tech PR for a while. And the reason why she's one of my my best friends, I call her my side mom, quote unquote. Oh, my, my real mom knows she's my side mom. Um, she, when I was, I was at the Huffington Post um, and I was an intern and I wasn't gonna stay on, um, and I was looking for new jobs, 
And I'm a journalist. I've been a journalist my whole life. I knew I wanted to do that, but I was so discouraged when I was at the Huffington Post that I, I looked into other jobs. I looked into PR, and, and, and which is fine. That's a legitimate industry, but it, it was tough for me because I was like, I, this, that's what I always wanted to do. Um, Gary Novak had DM'd me on Twitter asking if someone else had worked there still and if, if she could work on a story with us. And I was like, well, to be honest, Karen, I'm leaving this company in a week. And she was like, oh, why? Like, where are you going? And I was like, no, just my internship ends. I'm not staying on. She was like, well, what do you want to do? You know, like, and, and it was amazing. And that's why she was, I credit her to the fact I'm talking to you guys today. Like, if she had not randomly messaged me about something, I could be working at some, I was going to do PR for like, um, like consumer packaging goods. Wow. And, and that's crazy for anything. And I was like, you know, it's good. I could totally do that as a job. And it's not what I wanted to do. And it was amazing to have someone reach out to me and, and, talk, and be like, what do you want? And I'm like, I want this. And she was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And introduced me to someone. And that guy got me my, a job after that. And that, that guy is now one of my, my mentors. Like, and it's, it's amazing. You know, like if she's not someone I grew up worshiping, but she's someone that popped into my life and is now someone I know I can call anytime. You know, I was just texting her last night when I was at a concert and talking to her about how happy I was in my current relationship. You know, like, it's like, that's awesome. And, and mentorship and things like that. And, and, you know, an older woman, you know, like reaching out to a, I was 21 at the time. Like that's, we need more of that. <laughs> it is a competitive industry. You know, like I'm, I'm close with a lot of reporters. I mean, I'm dating one and, and I call some of my, my best friends are reporters, mm-hmm. but to the end, you got to know that like, being first is valuable and you're friends with these people and, and that's hard, you know? But but I think at the same time, the best friends you have in the industry are the ones that they're gonna tweet your story that you got first and they're gonna be like, wow, like great, great yeah. reporting, girl. Like, you know, like, and that's that's awesome. And and you'll, you'll find those people, you know? Like, it, it takes a little while. Um, and that's even like, you know, having, I, I talk about people like having journalism crushes. Like there are people I follow online and I read all their work and I tweet it and I hope that they see that I read it and tweet it. And maybe eventually I'll meet them in real life. A lot of people in journalism, you know, rush out to get it first, be yeah. first. Right. Because when you're first, you quote unquote win. Um, and I would argue, I totally, obviously I work in this industry, I see the power of being first, but uh, I see the power of being right and I see the power of being thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And I think, a lot of publications lose being thoughtful. For Carrie, the word power means changing the narrative about women. Take a listen. Power. Well, it makes me, it, it makes me think well, of power. 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 I think that's a word I'm supposed to think about. Yeah. Um, I, like, I, I'm a type of woman, I think I'm like pretty, some would say like, you know, aggressive. And you use those negative words that like are like, you know, like, I don't know, other words, we can, the B word, you know, other words. When I think of power, I think like what's awesome about that word is like, it's like, it can apply to everyone and there's no sexism into that, you know, but like, and at the same time, what I like what you guys did, the name, I'm like, yeah, there is no like sexist divide. Let's, let's make it that way, you know, like, and it makes me think of his tree, you know, like people talk about that all the time, how it's like, it is his story. Um, And so when I think of how her, I'm like, it's awesome. It's not her story, you know, it's, 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 let's talk about the, the good, the power behind it, not just a story and not just let's draw around about bad things. Let's talk about like the times that you felt that your power and like, let's talk about empowering other people. Yeah. And like I said, like, that's, that's what I want to do. Like, I, 
I hope in this world, and I not to be too inspirational, but like in the future, I'm like, the best thing you can do in this world is empower other people. You know, like, so let's talk about people's personal success and then the power and the way that they've succeeded. Mm -hmm. um, but let's talk about how we can empower her. His advice to her younger self rings true for culture girls everywhere. For her to even say, like, don't give up, you know, even though at the same time, it's weird that, like, like things happen for a reason and you don't know what's going to happen. And, and my dream when I was 13, I guess, was to be a reporter in New York. And, and here I am, I'm 25, and I'm a reporter in New York. And that's, that's awesome. But... But also don't lose confidence when, when things don't go your way. You know, like I, I've kind of fallen, I've fallen into tech reporting. I, I went to college and I, I did um, business, or not business, I did local news reporting. Uh, and I thought that was what I wanted to do. Um, but I studied environmental science. And when I graduated, I was like, oh, I want to do business reporting. So I had like city reporting, environmental reporting, and um, business reporting. Like all as potential opportunities. And I kind of like let the world take me where it wanted to take me. And I think a lot of people maybe stick to a plan and, and there's value to that, you know, but I kind of kept my, my plan a little vague. I was like, reporter in New York, what I cover will come next, you know, but like, and, and I ended up covering tech and I, and I love it, you know, like, did I think I was going to cover tech when I was 13? No, <laughs> like I loved my cell phone, but like, did, I didn't think I would be writing about Snapchat. Follow your gut, but also be smart about it, right? Like. <laughs> Check it out. And yeah, also don't hate on yourself when you don't get the story. I think I dealt with that a lot when I was younger. And also I'm only 25, but like when I was like 23 and I saw someone else get the story that I knew that I was like, I should have gotten. I was like, oh, like Carrie, you're horrible. You know, like and being so negative to yourself. And it's like, okay, no, put that away. Like, let's do the next thing. Right. And don't mess up the next time. But also yeah. if you mess up, it's fine. Like, you know, we're all, we're all after the same thing. And that's a wrap for episode one of the Power Podcast. Tune in next time for another interview with a world-changing woman in media. Talk to you soon, Culture Girls. You can tune in and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. You can also follow along with our adventures on Twitter at Power Podcast. That's P-O-W-H-E-R Podcast. Know someone you'd like us to interview? Send a tip to powerpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.